Again, everybody, it is 12 o'clock on a Thursday, so that guess what that means? That means that I am your host because you are now inside the greenhouse effect. I am your host, Hayden Green, and it is always my pleasure to, to be here on a Thursday with you talking about everything that happens in the world. So, like, the topic matters can range from sports to uh, what's happening in politics. So, I'm your host, Hayden Green, uh, and... We, I'm going to spend some time with you, giving you my opinion about what's happening in the world, uh, and uh, and and you know it's always going to be a multicultural point of view. But guess what? I'm multicultural. We're all multicultural. We all come from uh, a number of different points of view. So um, you know, there's that. So hey, welcome. And it's a rainy day in New York City. Um, and, uh, and I am not in my normal space as this place looks a little bit different today because we've got, uh, we've got some work going on in the basement, um, uh, for, so, which is where I normally hang out. Like I, I live in the basement, like, like a troll. Now that I said it out loud, maybe I am a troll. Hmm. I gotta think about that. So if you hear some weird noises is because there's some, uh, some places all, you know, there's. It's not my normal soundproofed area, so you you can hear a lot of different things coming in from different places. Again, uh, if you're joining us on Facebook Live, please feel free to add to the comments. I already see Nikita's in, in there. What's up, Nay? And uh, and if you have any questions or any uh, any commentary on uh, what I'm saying, feel free to drop that in there. Um, so as I mentioned, we have uh, work being done in the basement, and as you know. The other person who lives in the basement is Puppy. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, Puppy is my cat. And so Puppy lives in the basement and she's having a hard time because, like, first of all, there's nobody down there with her besides the contractor and uh, and he's not exactly going over and petting the cat. Um, uh, making basement windows bigger for Puppy's escape. No, I am not. <laughs> Actually, you know what's so funny? Uh, this is a complete aside. So we're installing a bathroom in the basement, right? Um, and so uh, one of the times that we left Puppy alone, uh, cats are great because you can, we have an automatic feeder that gives them all, you know, gives them the food when it's on, on a scheduled basis. And then we left a lot of water. And so we were talking about cat owners, talking to other cat owners. And so one of the cat owners said to us, was like, yeah, yeah, we used to leave the cat with enough food and then leave the toilet seat up so that the cat could drink water from the toilet. And I'm like, well, first of all, Puppy, there is not a, ba a, a, a toilet in the basement for uh, Puppy to drink out of. But I, I don't know that that's a good idea. <laughs> anyway, so... So the joke now is that we are finally putting a toilet in the basement so that puppy can drink out of the toilet water. But I don't think that that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> You're going to give the cat fresh water. Anyway, so uh, so puppy is downstairs and she is not real happy about the fact that the contract has taken over her space. Because, you know, first of all, we moved everything away from the way that it normally is. So she's like, okay, well, where, where's the couch that I normally sleep on, and why is it on the other side of the room? I don't, I don't understand what's happening here, but she'll be fine. Um, I went downstairs to pet her last night, and she looked at me like I 
recognize you, but I don't really know who you are. <laughs> so we're going to have to get reacquainted with each other once our contractor is done. Our contractor is the most reliable, unreliable person that I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, when he starts a job, it's like, boom, right at it, right? Like, And we, we're able to rely upon him. Uh, and no, I'm not giving you his name because contractors are like gold, right? Like you get a good contractor, you don't give it up to nobody. It's like, mm, no, he can't come work on your house because when I need him, I don't need him working on your house. I need him working on ours, right? Anyway, so, but so we asked him to do this job and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll get around to it. Um, I've got a lot of stuff, you know, now that the pandemic is coming to a close i'm actually getting work now and so i'm not gonna be able to get to your job but for till july i was like hey whatever you know it's not a big deal we weren't like oh we need an extra bathroom like right now like you know everybody needs to poop in their own bathroom no that was so july was fine um and july <laughs> said it's like that is selfish yes it is very selfish when it comes to contractors i am very selfish. I'll share everything else with, no, almost everything else with you. I'm not sharing my contractor. Um, so, uh, so we was like, yeah, July's fine. Uh, and then two days ago, he calls me up and goes, hey, can I start tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I, I guess. <laughs> so, so now I've got to, we, we have to scramble and, and get things ready for, you know, because you can't just have a contractor in the house. You got to, like, set things up. You got to make sure somebody's home. You got to make sure you got to move stuff out of the way. You've got to cover stuff so it doesn't get done. So it's a whole thing, right? You can't just have somebody roll up. So, like, on the on the fly, we had to contractor ready our house. So it, it, it's been a very interesting thing. And like I said, puppy is not happy. And, uh, and she let me know it last night when I went down to feed her. And she was like, I don't know who you are. And um, because you've left me alone for a whole day. So it is what it is. And Slim, what's up, man? Uh, chiming in from Trinidad, my Trini folks. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's been a minute. Um, uh, so it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, so uh, so where do I start? Um, uh, my daughter is starting karate. Uh, thanks to... Um, uh, thanks to my one of my best friends, uh, my goddaughter is in the same karate school, and and I've seen the work that they've done with her, and I'm like, this is something that Hayden needs as well. Little Hayden, not big Hayden. I don't need to learn any more moves because I learned all my moves from Saturday morning kung fu flicks. So I don't need anybody else teaching me any moves. I can run up the side of. A building and flip from a tree to a roof and 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 do all the rest of that stuff because that's where i got my training <laughs> everybody in my age group was like yes yeah, son every saturday morning that's what we did every saturday morning and we would break furniture and all this kind of crap because we would then go use the moves that we saw on the on the on the uh, on the shows on each other it was never a good deal never a good idea absolutely used to break stuff every single time anyway so my daughter is starting with, with uh, karate and um and she's loving it and I'm like great perfect she's you know she's got and then the the sensei comes over to me and she goes he goes um so um has she been training before and I was like no she's never I mean aside from the fact that she tries to beat us up but like she's like oh okay she's strong I was like oh yes strong like bull. <laughs> my daughter is a 
<laughs> so like Saturdays at noon, absolutely. That's what we used to do with the with the kung fu. Yeah, so she's pretty strong. So like she's so I'm watching her learn how to kick and and punch and roll and do all the rest of the stuff. I was like, what happened to the Zen masters that I thought we were gonna start off with? Like calm this kid down and and then get into the kicking and the punches. Like no, we're going straight to the kicking and punching. All right, great. So this some all to be really interesting. Like be outside and just like all of a sudden get a flying kick from across the driveway. Pray for me. Pray for me, right? Pray for me. Oh, Anselm's wife's birthday today. Happy birthday, Carisha. Love birthdays. Love the celebrations of another year around the sun, right? Like, you know, it's always a great time for reflection. My birthday's coming up August 17th. Feel free to start thinking about what you want to get me now. Uh, feel free to start thinking about how you want to celebrate with me now because I celebrate for the entire month because that's how Leos do, right? Well, that's how August Leos do. And I had some friends who are July Leos and I, I got to call them into question every single time because July Leos do things a little bit differently than than August Leos. August Leos are jerks. We, we, we tend to take over the entire month and and, and, and we allow other people to, to, to live a little bit. We even take over the part of August that's not Leo season because, you know, we just got to... We got extra stuff that we got to do right to the back end of the month. But anyway, so August 17th is the birthday. On August 13th, we're going roller skating, uh, which is perfect. And some you gave me the, the perfect lead in, right? So uh, on on, on August 13th, we're going roller skating at Lakeside. It's a 90s themed skate party, right? So... Make sure that you are, <laughs> Katrina's like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, a 90s theme uh, skate party on August 13th at Lakeside. So uh, make, when those tickets go on sale, make sure you get your tickets so it'll be all of us up in there just like roller skating and, 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 and doing the thing. And yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait. Yes, I know it's June. I know we just started June. And I know we got a whole, what, month, two months to go. Doesn't matter. Right, we talking about birthdays. We're gonna have to end up talking about. We're gonna end up talking about uh, 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 August birthdays. Katrina is another Leo. Yes, I was, I was like, what are, you, "What are you complaining about? You're August Leo." Anyway, um, so what did I what, what did I say I was gonna talk about today? Oh, first and foremost, um, uh, the wife and I were have been watching a show that is called High on the Hog, and. Um, and so the tagline on, on High on the Hog is this, uh, this limited, it's only four episodes, uh, this limited uh, series on HBO. And, and the tagline is how African-American, African-American food influence, African-Americans influence American culture or, or something to that effect. And so I raised an eyebrow the first time that I read the tagline. I'm like, all right, I get it. I, you know, I, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, um, I know what, you know, African-American influences throughout the culture. Uh, you know, there's certain things that there are certain people have adopted and that have uh, become part, become ubiquitous to our, to our normal cuisine. But I, I was kind of skeptical about like that. That's a lofty claim, right? Like, 
because when you look around at what people eat in America, it's so it's so broad. It's like how can you like really uh, say that it influenced American cuisine? And so I was a little bit skeptical. I'm very, um, I'm very keyed into how people from the African diaspora have influenced American culture. Like that's that's not even. Um, uh, that's a thing, right? You can't even dispute that. When you start looking at inventions and you start looking at innovations and politics and th- the fact that we built this country, physically built this country with our hands and, and stuff like that. But when it came to cuisine, it, it, it didn't, uh, it, there was a disconnect there for me, right? So like right now we have we have a, a resurgence of uh, of our cuisine, what we eat, and people are now finding out about it. Like I remember, we we had this conversation on one of the shows about the fact that goat was now supposedly the, this new sustainable uh, protein source. And like, really, we've been eating goat for like in perpetuity. But like, okay, you just found it great. Now, now, now it's a delicacy, right? And and oxtail was a throwaway thing. And now oxtail, you can't buy it because it's so damn expensive because people found it, right? So people Columbus did. Anyway, so I was kind of skeptical going into this because I thought that our cuisine was just now being accepted. And I didn't see how, um, I didn't see the, the tendrils between our history um, from before before slavery and uh, since slavery uh, really affected American cuisine. Boy, was I wrong, right? Like, I it was an education process, and and the and the series has done so really well that there was a a a, a part where you're learning about the food, but you're also learning about the people, and you're learning about like the history of this culture and like how how it spreads out over the the course of, of, you know, the Middle Passage and, um, and, and the people here in, um, in America. And, and I highly encourage you to go watch this, uh, whether you identify as somebody from the African diaspora or just, just, just anybody, just go watch this show. Um, uh, Benin uh, play, plays prominent, plays prominently in the conversation. Um, you know, Katrina also just said that she wants to go visit Benin and, and absolutely now I definitely want to go visit Benin, but I also live in New York City, which means I can probably get, I can probably find a Benin-themed restaurant somewhere in New York City and go find Benin food. Um, and I'm going to try to do that this summer. Uh, but, the, but the interesting thing is, is that there are so many places where we have had a influence in um, the way that we cook food in this country um, that it that that I had no idea about and I consider myself to be pretty informed uh, and again it's just in yet another example of history gets gets to be written by the victors right so like I, I had no idea like for instance mac and cheese when you think about mac and cheese it's literally on the list of every kid's comfort food and so when you start to think about it you don't automatically think of you know enslaved people creating this but in fact that's what it was um and I believe it was Thomas Jefferson's um, uh, uh, cook that um, created this and, and created the dish, and um, and he became a famous chef. And 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 this whole mac and cheese thing, the way that it was cre- the way that he prepared it, spread throughout the country, and until it became part and parcel of everyday existence. And 
And so when, again, you think of mac and cheese, you don't think of like an, a formerly enslaved person, but in fact, that's where it came from. Um, the first major crop in the, in this country was not tobacco. Like we think of slavery, we think of tobacco, we think of sugarcane and stuff like that. But the first major crop that really caused the, 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 the colonies to be um, uh, prosperous was rice. And the people that were brought over from Benin were brought over to cook rice <laughs> for no other reason than to, not cook, sorry, to grow rice. They had rice growing abilities that the colonizers did not have. And the reason that they went and got these particular people was because of their acumen when it came to growing rice. And again, I kind of knew that. But like when you play it out in terms of like dishes and how food is cooked and, and, and talking about the Gullah Islands and, and all the rest of that stuff, it like it, it, it opened up so many different um, connections that I um, probably saw and, and, and did not pay attention to. Uh, so High on the Hog, highly recommend it. Go out and watch it. Um, and it, it is an amazing show. Uh, if you have uh, if you have Netflix, uh, make sure that you go and uh, and check that out. Like I said, it's only four episodes. If you do not have Netflix, um, find a friend that does and borrow their login. Yeah, I said it. Anyway, <laughs> so um, but that's really that's a that's a great. Uh, okay, so Caitlin Weaver says Adrian Miller's Soul Food is a great book about this. Yes, I think that. If, was that a was I think it was either based off of that or that that's a really another complimentary book. There's also another book series that's coming out that that's supportive or it's in tandem with High on the Hog. But like, listen, just take the time to go out and um, and watch the show. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, my wife always says, or every time we tell somebody, don't watch it hungry. Right, because you you immediately are gonna want all of these different foods, and I and I've already like I've watched it. I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm like taking notes because I'm trying to in incorporate some of these meals and some of these dishes into the things that that we do here in the home. Um, I, you know, when I do tasting with H and H, I'll probably do that with her as well. Oh, by the way, if you have not, um, if you you have not. Uh, signed up for or seen Tasting with H&H, &H, please do that. Uh, I'm going to actually put that in the in the chat right now so that you can have, uh, so, so that you can see for yourself my daughter tasting food. Okay, and, and of course now it's going to take forever. Um, tasting food as I cook it, well, tasting food after I cook it. Uh, and so... So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the chat right now for those of you who are listening on Spotify. Uh, I will put that in the show notes so you can check out the show notes on that. Uh, and yes, for those of you who are listening on Facebook, we are now available on Spotify. Uh, and so check that out. Um, and uh, and so if you miss any of this or you want to go back, you can check that out on Spotify so that the podcast all this whole thing will be on Spotify right and we'll take a break and then add stuff and then we'll come back all right um all right so the other the the other piece is 
that I wanted to talk about are vaccinations. So right now we are at 160, 160 something, uh, like 161 million people vaccinated in the United States. Uh, currently, um, 60% of all adults are, are vaccinated. And that's a great thing, except for one thing. They're now slowing down. So where it used to be that there were 3 million people getting vaccinated every single day. Now we're talking about 1 million people getting vaccinated every day. So it has slowed down considerably. And everybody is worried that we will not get to the, you know, herd immunity that, that the, the government wants, which is 70% of all adults by July 4th. So they're trying to figure this out. Uh, they need... They need to get to 181 million people uh, by July 4th, which means that they're 20 million off. And if you do the numbers, you probably don't have enough time to get there, uh, especially if it con co continues to slow down uh, with the, the, the rate that people are getting vaccinated. So what do you do when you're trying to encourage people to get vaccinated? You give away stuff. So, little story. When vaccines first came out, uh, my wife and I were uh, one of the few, one of the first people to get vaccinated once our age group and uh, became available. Uh, and it was important to us because uh, we wanted to be able to feel safe. And and, and we already, dealt, you know, we talked about this on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, and so we, uh, uh, so we. So we went out and got vaccinated and literally we had to track down vaccines, right? Like when we was getting our mothers vaccinated, it was like, yo, they're vaccinating at Interfaith. Go to, go to the hospital right now and, and get online. You don't need a, you, you don't need an appointment. And, and people were running out and trying to get a vaccine. And, and when we got vaccinated, it was like, uh, we just heard word that they're going to vaccinate people on Sunday. Go out right now. It, and, and it was bananas. Like my wife stood online for I, if I'm not mistaken, about somewhere between four to five hours to get her vaccine. It was bananas, right? Like everybody was scrounging, everybody was trying to get the vaccine. Um, and so it was really interesting to see all of the different leaps, uh, hurdles that you had to leap over in order to get a vaccine at the beginning. Uh, and it was also, so if you remember, that was also the case for testing. When it was, when we first started going into the stuff, you had to literally come in like, <coughs> can I get a test? <coughs> can I get a test? Right? And then it got to the point where like literally you just walked in and, and if you said you wanted a test, you got a test. But at the beginning, you had to prove it. You had to get a, a doctor's note, which means you had to go to a doctor to tell, to, to, and they had to tell, like it was all bananas, right? Um, uh, and then uh, you had to find out whether your insurance was covering it and the testing sites that the, the city, the cities were putting out had long lines and, and people were driving up to get COVID. Oh, it was crazy. Right. And then by the end of the, by the, by the end of it all, uh, just before the vaccines, you could walk up and get a test anywhere. Right. It were, they were, they were mobile tests. Like right now there's a van that's testing uh, down the street. Right. And so it became very available, uh, especially after the first adopters um, broke their neck and tried to get all of these tests. Um, but the same thing is going on with the vaccines, right? So when we went, it was like gold. It was it, it, it was a very limited supply. So people were like, yeah, yo, you got you, you got some vaccine? You, 
can you hook me up? Like, and so that was going on, right? So, but right now, they're giving these damn things away. In addition to giving away the the the, the vaccines, they're also giving away all of these these other things that you can get just to get vaccinated. You can go to Yankee Stadium and get a vaccine, and if you do, you'll get a free uh, uh you'll get free tickets to a future Yankees game. I ain't get crap when I got vaccinated. There are states that are auctioning off uh, four-year scholarships for for young people to get vaccinated. Four-year scholarships. Like there are people who are winning a full college ride just to get a needle in their arm, right? There are Anheuser-Busch is announcing that they will give away a beer for everybody who's vaccinated. We talked about Krispy Kreme giving away a glazed donut and the controversy that that caused, but because they were giving away a glazed donut and people got up in arms about about weight and stuff like that and it being <laughs> wait, so they got up in arms about um, you know you can't give away stuff. Uh, just vaccinated people that's biased against people who are not vaccinated and then they were like well we'll just give away free donuts on this day and they were like no that's unhealthy and I was like you know what mind your business give me my donut as a matter of fact tomorrow is national donuts day so uh, and they are giving away so if you're not hearing if you're listening to this on Spotify on another day you missed it all right but tomorrow uh, uh, what is that June 4th is national donuts day so if you are listening live, go to any Krispy Kreme and they will give you any donut that you like for free. Just walk in and ask for a donut. Tomorrow's National Donuts Day. Now, of course, you're probably going to want more than one donut, so that's probably how to get you. But one donut is all that they will give you for free. You can buy the rest. Wait, I'm, am I the only one who just doesn't eat one donut? I'm, I, might, I might have a problem. Which is why I don't eat donuts, right? Because I eat four at a time. I see y'all judging me. I see it. It's not funny. Don't judge me. If y'all can eat four donuts, y'all eat four donuts too. Anyway, this is also not to say that I can eat four donuts. I should not be eating four donuts. Nobody should be eating four donuts. Anyway, back to the vaccines. So this is, this is, so here we are, my wife and my, and my mother and my mother-in-law were all sitting around going like, oh, if I had waited, maybe I could have I could have got this or that or the. It's like they're giving away lottery tickets. Um, so like there's a potential that you could get a vaccine, get a lottery ticket, and come away a millionaire. I got a shot in the arm and a painful shoulder for a day. That's what I got. Am I bitter? Yeah, I'm bitter. Looks <laughs> like I get nothing. Anyway, so you know, so there's a there's a balance between uh, waiting it out and trying to figure out uh, whether or not you'll get a bonus for for doing this thing, or uh, whether you do your civic duty and and get vaccinated so the country can get back to back to normal. Um, it's interesting. Uh, there's a meme comparing donuts to sugary drinks to take away as donuts are healthy, healthier than I thought. No, that's not true. <laughs> donuts may be healthier than you thought, but donuts are bad for you, as are sugary drinks. Right? That's like that's like saying it's like, oh, okay, like which is worse? Is it heroin or cocaine? Both should be stayed away from. 
one may be better than the other or maybe one may be less addictive than the other you should stay away from both <laughs> so that's that's when it comes down to sugary snacks and 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 donuts and and sugary drinks just say no just say no or say yes in very minor moderation uh or just say no anyway um so speaking of uh things that you eat my transitions are becoming even even looser <laughs> right uh so uh the the re we've recently been hacked by uh we i, I, I say it like i work for the company right so uh the country it has recently been dealing with uh, a bunch of uh hacks from what are supposed to be um russian hackers a company called R R Evil, R Evil, um, uh, and so these people have been hacking into our systems. Uh, and the last one that we had, or the first one that we knew about, because now it's coming out that they tried to hack the New York City um, uh, uh, subway system. All right. So the last, the first one that we knew about was the oil pipeline, right? And so everybody heard about this hack. They they shut down. It was ransomware, and um, they had to pay. I think they ended up paying like five or eight million dollars to the hackers in order to get their systems back, which is crazy to me. Because if I pay you that amount of money and you give me my systems back, what's to stop you from hacking me again tomorrow? Right? You're already in. Right? So like. I, I don't understand this concept. Maybe they, they there is honor among thieves or honor among hackers that like if I tell you that I'm giving you your systems back, I won't hack you tomorrow because you can't upgrade your systems that fast to put in. You can't put in your um, the, the the firewalls to keep these people out that that quickly. At least I don't think you can. Um, IT people on the on the stream, please fill in the blanks. But. It, it, it was fascinating to me that I would pay you millions of dollars and then you would be like, all right, good. Here's your system back. I wouldn't do that, but um, well, maybe I would. I don't know. I've, I got $5 million, right? So why do I need to hack you again? Chances are you're not going to have another $5 million to get hacked, right? To give up for a ransomware. Anyway, I'm overthinking this, you know, anyway. So the first one was the oil, the, the oil pipeline, which resulted in people filling up plastic bags full of gasoline and putting it in the back of their trunk um, and, and trying to store it. Um, yes, we did see that. And, and, uh, and putting it in containers that were not scheduled, that, that were not designed to hold gasoline and, and also putting it in... Uh, there were people who probably had like farms or stuff like that and rolled up with a hundred gallon containers and filled those things up. And so, whereas the oil company got back online within a week and therefore there wasn't really a shortage, uh, the pipeline was disrupted for a couple of days um, and there wasn't really a shortage because people thought that there was going to be a shortage and had this run on all the gas stations. There was a shortage because all these people bought all the gas in the gas stations. So for those of you who don't understand how, how gas stations work, there's actually a tank that's underground. It's not like there's a pipe that comes from the refineries to the gas station. And when you 
<laughs> when you hit uh, the pump that, you know, that's leading in from this pipeline. There's a tank underneath the gas station, right? And so if everybody buys all the gas, you will run out of gas. And gas stations in South Carolina were running out of gas because people were filling up garbage bags full of gasoline and riding around in their cars. And of course, uh, we didn't talk about this because it's just ridiculous. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but of course, people were um, uh, getting into accidents with the gasoline in their car and the cars were exploding. Welcome to America. This is a crazy place to live. Uh, so yeah, so that, so that was happening. Um, so, so that was, so that was the, the first one that we had known about. Uh, and then recently last week, uh, a company that's called, um, uh, CPS, VPS, VS, VTS, or something like that, uh, was hacked. And it, it is the largest producer of beef in, and, and they also do chicken and other proteins as well, but the largest producer of beef in the world. Right, so like you would think that beef, the largest producer of beef in the world, might be in Argentina, right? But no, it's here. Uh, so, and so we are. So they got hacked, and they um, and now they ha they just recently, I think today, paid the ransom, and now they're back online, and their systems are back online. But it it sent everybody into a panic because guess who one of their customers are McDonald's, right? Uh, and all of these other uh, uh, grocery stores like uh, Piggly Wiggly and, and Kroger's and all the rest of that stuff, they, they supplied them with beef. And so you, you you saw another situation. It's like, oh my God, will we not have beef going into the 4th of July? And, and, and there wasn't as much of a run on red meat as there was on gasoline, but people started doing the same dumb stuff where they would go to the grocery stores and be like, well, let me just get this whole side of packages of red meat just in case I won't be able to get any um, later on and so there are a couple of things that I want to talk about with this hacker this these hackings right so the the, the mindset is is that they, they, these are people who are um, you know the reports are that they're Russian hackers and they're doing this for the money what if that's not the case look at who they hacked they hacked a gas line right what is the one thing that that people are saying that um, that gas is cause of fossil fuels, greenhouse effect, name of the podcast, right? And then they went out and hacked the beef the the beef industry. They hacked big beef. What is the big knock on big beef? They also produce a lot of methane, right? Which also adds to the greenhouse effect. It means that, well, what that means is that they're, the, the cows, the, the cost of, of, of uh, rearing cattle uh, also adds to the greenhouse effect. Um, and so I'm sitting back and looking at this as like, are these hackers trying to tell us a message, right? Are these hackers actually Russian? Are these hackers, or, or, or are these hackers people like Greenpeace or some other environmentalist? Who are using these hacks to shine a light on the way that we are, uh, the way that we live, and the way that we are destroying the planet? That's just my conspiracy theory, right? Because those two things, like, you gotta pick, 
some really uh, that that can't be so much of a coincidence. Those are the two main ways that, that environmentalists and and, uh, and 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 conservationists have always been talking about. We need to wean ourselves off of red meat and away from the cattle industry. We need to wean ourselves off of fossil fuel fuels. And the two places that got hacked are two people that are the leading companies when it comes to that. I think that it's really interesting. I mean, they also tried to hack the ferry that goes to Nantucket and to uh, and, and to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Um, but that, I feel like, is just them being jerks because who from that company is paying $5 million? But that's another story altogether. Um, Caitlin says that Baltimore got hacked in 2019. Uh, they decided we better spend the money rebuilding the system than paying the ransom. It was chaos for a while. But I get it. Rather than spend the money preventing a future hack, then caving to a ransom demands. See, that would have been me. I would have been like, look, everybody, um, give us about a month. We're going to fix this out, but we're not going to spend five minutes. Because that's what you're going to end up having to do, right? You have to spend the ransom, and then you got to spend money upgrading your systems. Because why? Other hackers will dig, will dig in. And again, like I said, maybe they don't have... Uh, maybe hackers are like, well, somebody already got them for five million dollars. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna have that kind of luck. They're not gonna have another five million dollars laying around to pay a ransom. So maybe that's the thought process. Anyway, so I'm, I'm watching who is getting hacked, and and I'm, and, and I'm giving them a side eye, a raised eyebrow. It's like a little bit suspicious. Uh, I'm not sure it's the Russians, um, or I'm not sure it's just. Russians for Russians sake I think it's and that's a weird thing to say but you get my point right I don't think it's national espionage I think it might actually have an environmental side, side to it but like only time will tell uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to these hacks is that these are two companies that potentially if they went down would change our way of life think about that for a second Two companies that if they went down would change our way of life. Beef, right? We're talking about this protein industry. Beef and chicken and, 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 um, and hot dogs and all the rest of that stuff. All of those, all, all of that stuff is part and parcel about the way Americans eat and the way that we interact with, um, uh, we interact with food, right? And this company is responsible for the majority of the stuff that we eat. In, when it comes to beef and chicken the pipeline was responsible for all of the oil and petroleum that's going up the eastern seaboard so if that went down all of us were screwed raise your hand and you can do this on Facebook if you want raise your hand if you knew the names of either one of those companies before this thing happened I didn't Right. And, and, and this is the piece that that is always troubling to me. Anytime something happens and it's like, oh, this company went down, it is part of it is the largest company. And, and you start listing all of the different ways that they influence your life. And you're like, I've never heard of this company. And that's the problem. This is the scary part. Right. There are companies that are the there are companies who are 
absolutely running our lives. And we see the big ones, right? We see the Amazon, we see the Microsoft, we see the Google, we see Facebook, we see all of those people who we know, we can physically see or we can, we have a real uh, uh, idea that how, what their influences on our lives are. But like, have you ever heard of CPS? I, 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 I forgot what the name of the, the beef company is, right? But we flipping burgers every 4th of July or we're going to McDonald's all the time, not even thinking about like, where's this food coming from? Where, who's it? Like, and there's one company, one company that's supplying all of these people, right? And we've never heard of them. And I think that's all, that's the scary part. That's the scary part where we are unaware of there are, that there, there are major corporations that, that affect our lives and we have, and it's not even on our radar, right? But we're worried about Amazon. We're worried about like, oh well, Jeff Bezos is doing this and that and the other again, and 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 is is uh, oh by the way, Amazon is doing a real sneaky thing. Go to if you have an Amazon uh, Alexa, there is a part on your app where they are sharing your home network to create a net um, for people so that. Uh, uh, people stay connected. So as they're walking by your home, they siphon off a little bit of your bandwidth so that they can stay connected on their mobile devices. As and and they keep they want to create this whole net so that people stay connected through and, and not have to worry about this. Uh, or worry about uh, finding a cell tower or um, a, a mobile hotspot or something along those lines. And and you can agree to do it and, and you have to go in Amazon sidewalk. Thank you, Leon. Right. So go, you can go and Google this. This is funny. Like telling you to Google something anyway. Uh, but like, yeah, so they make it sound friendly. To, and so you can go in and turn this off because they're siphoning off part of your bandwidth. Right. So uh, Leon says, I can't stay for long, but please tell your, your white people to stop comparing getting vaccinated to the Holocaust. Thanks. And bye. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Marjorie Green needs to be censored. Period. Period. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't. I, I'm not going to get into it at the end of the show. Um, but yes, like getting vaccinated is nowhere close to the hol to the Holocaust. There's actually somebody who created a Holocaust star, um, the ones that they wore on the uniform, um, and inside it says "Not vaccinated." Um, because they they, they want to make a movement about like because they're saying that getting vaccinated is, is like is like the, the the Holocaust. You can't make this stuff up. Th these are difficult times, and these are difficult people. But like I'm I'm just gonna say it straight up and down. Marjorie Green needs to be censored now. Now she's problematic. Like there's a lot of problematic people in Congress, but she is super problematic. Anyway. Uh, but that's not what I was talking about. But thank you, Leon. You're right. We we need to to make sure that. Anyway, so um, so the the so watch out for Amazon Sidekick. Uh, but anyway, so that, we know about that stuff, right? But meanwhile, in the back and and some and we're gonna find out something or the other that like all of uh, all of the clothes are made by one person, right? Like all the cloth you get is made by one, this one company, right? Um, for instance, I, I, I wear glasses, right? Did you know that when you go to Zenny or um, 
maybe not Denny because they they have a different model. But like when you go to Cohen's or um, Op Optimum Express or, or any of these eyeglass places, you're all buying from the same eyeglass distributor. Every single one of them is getting the same eyeglasses from so. Whether it is a Fendi or a, 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 a Gazelle or some other name brand or if it's just a plain old glasses that you're getting from, they're all being manufactured by the same manufacturer and giving it to everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. And so you're over here trying to hop from store to store to store to try to get the best deal. You're getting the same glasses. The exact same glasses. Um, and, and, and again... Raise your hand if you knew that, right? And when I found that out, it was like, again, these are these companies that are so ubiquitous to our existence and to our lives, and we don't realize, and we never hear their names until something comes up, or you watch a documentary or something like that. It's bananas. All right, what's going on in the chat? Y'all are, are active. All right. Patrick says, yes, there are companies that are doing the same Amazon sidewalk with this cryptocurrency, offering the coins to make available to your making available to your bandwidth yeah gotta we'll talk about cryptos maybe next week it's called theta fuel yep so uh you gotta be careful right you gotta be be cautious of what's what's out there but as you start to watch on like all these people who are getting hacked the hackers are uh, hacking into people who have a lot of money and why do they have a lot of money because they have their fingers and their tendrils all over our lives so uh just pay attention, right? Uh, that's my time. We're gonna we're gonna call it a day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And uh, this has been the greenhouse effect. And as always, go out and be warm to another human. Talk to you later. Bye.